I'm Ava Hartling. Welcome back to the Brandis Female Podcast. This week, I'm in conversation with Carly Moore, founder and creative director of White Canvas Design, a creative agency located in Langley, BC. Carly started White Canvas in 2012 as a solo freelancer, and she now leads a team of 14 women. This season of our podcast is brought to you by TD Women in Enterprise. TD helps women in business achieve success and growth through their educational workshops, financing, and mentorship programs. Visit thebrandisfemale.com slash podcast and follow the link to find out how TD can help. White Canvas specializes in web design, graphic design, and social media marketing. They work with impact-driven companies of all sizes and industries. If you've ever wondered how to scale your business after starting as a solopreneur, you'll enjoy this conversation where Carly shares the ups and downs of creating a services-based business, as well as her advice to female founders looking to grow their company. Carly is passionate about gender equity and advocating for women and mothers in the workplace. She was a recipient of the BIV's 40 Under 40 Award in 2022, and she was also awarded Langley Business of the Year in the same year by the Langley Chamber of Commerce. A former junior national team and SFU varsity softball athlete, Carly enjoys coaching her daughter's U17 in her spare time. Here is our conversation. Carly, it's a pleasure having you on the show today. Thank you so much for making time to speak with me. Yeah, thanks for having me. Excited to be here. I typically start these conversations by asking my guests to go back in time. So sometimes sometimes it's more fun than others. I'm curious to know, in your case, what kind of future were you envisioning for yourself from a career standpoint when you were growing up, when you were a little girl? Yeah, no, that's a great question. Great starting starting point. Um, I mean, I guess what comes to mind is probably I always wanted to be a writer um, I was constantly kind of, you know, scribbling in my diary or my notebook as a young girl or like writing um, poetry or creative stories. And so I just was always really drawn to creativity in in kind of written form, um, kind of, you know, moving into high school. I was very much like, you know, the sex in the city era was very much my <laughs> my kind of generation. Um, yeah. as a bit of an elder millennial, I guess. But, um, but yeah, no, I just, I loved like Carrie Bradshaw and I was like, yeah. I wanted to be a writer like her. And I was like, this is, that's kind of, you know, my early inspiration, I suppose. Um, and like, yeah. Just, and, and I think, she, I think she inspired like an entire totally. generation and probably more than one. I know a lot of editors yeah. who, you know, became one and studied journalism because of her. A hundred percent. And yeah, like even I started my, like the high school newspaper because we didn't have one at the time. So yeah, just How a total fun. overachiever kind of on that side of things. And um, you know, it's interesting because kind of out of high school, um, you know, I did a degree in, in communications and English thinking like I'm going into journalism, going into media, um, which I kind of did find myself landing there. Um, and really just that's where I kind of found my first exposure, first love for more of like visual storytelling or like the creative mm. kind of side of storytelling. And so um, working in traditional media, you know, it's, you're selling, uh, you know, and working on a lot of like ad campaigns and magazine layouts and things like that. And I, I really was drawn to the graphic design and the production side. And so I kind of uh, went back to school after, after that exposure and, and kind of went more in that direction of, of, yeah, visual communication and design, which, which I think really ties in well, like kind of from both aspects. 
So I want to know about the story, you know, what Mm -hmm. took you to wanting to start your own business and was a decision to be an entrepreneur, something you had thought about for a while. I know you opened your current business a few years ago, I believe. Mm. Um, So tell me about, about that journey getting there. Yeah. So, I mean, rewinding right where I left off there, like getting out of design school and I was working in now again, back in traditional media in the production kind of side. And Mm -hmm. I was feeling like it was a beautiful company to work for. I'm so grateful for that kind of first big girl job experience, but I was really Mm -hmm. feeling limited in my creativity. And I was like, you know, I got to you know, I'm a designer by background. I want to learn and and create and just not be limited, you know, to like one way of of designing or one medium of designing. And so I, it was actually 10, no, 11 years ago that I, I started white canvas design. So it was actually a little freelance kind of side, side gig, side hustle, if you will, um, that I kind of started on the side to take on like branding projects and just more, more projects that are outside of what I was doing in my day job. And, um, Mm -hmm. yeah, just in my little apartment sat there and I was like, I think I'll call it white canvas design. And, um, (laughs) you know, that's kind of where I started, um, you know, did definitely did both like the kind of side hustle and the day job for about five years. So from 2000, 2012 to 2000 and I would say 16, so maybe four years. Um, Mm -hmm. But then just kind of was like, I can't do both anymore and let's be crazy and let's just kind of go for it and quit the day job and um, see what happens. And I think a lot of that strength comes from or like I'm very risk adverse, I would say, but maybe that inspiration kind of came from like my both my parents were entrepreneurs um, at different stages kind of in my childhood. So I was just like, I had a little bit of that obviously in me somewhere that, that came out and yeah, took white campus full time, um, in 2016 and, um, grew exponentially. Like since then went from a team of one, um, woman show, um, to mm-hmm. we're, we're going to be welcoming our, our 14th, um, team member next, ah, next month. Congratulations. So, yeah. So it was a bit of a journey for sure. <laughs> And you've mentioned, you know, Sex and the City. So mm. Carrie Bracha was an inspiration. Yeah. And your parents were entrepreneurs as well. Uh, are there other role models that you've turned to and maybe, you know, they can be kind of uh, just inspiration in general or real life mentors that you still have a relationship with? Oh, that's a great question. I I feel like I kind of did entrepreneurship wrong in the beginning <laughs> in that I didn't I, I was very stubborn and I was very Mm. much, I can do this. And I didn't have a business degree, but I was like, I can figure this out on my own. I feel like I'm very, um, I don't know. I have this mindset and this maybe conditioning of, of resilience and just like, I'll Mm -hmm. figure it out and just like put my head down and, and just work hard. Most most women do. Totally. Totally. Um, so yeah. And I think just, I didn't really leverage like a single mentor until much later, like in mm-hmm. my career, I would say the last five, four years, three years, I really started to turn to like, okay, where, where can I, like, you do need help. And that's been a huge learning of mine. And like, mm-hmm. where can you learn and grow? And especially like as a female entrepreneur, like those experiences are so, so different. Right. And it's like, I sit on many CEO groups and I, I'm still kind of the, the, the one of few women, if not the only woman kind of at the table. And so it's just, yeah, trying to find, I think, more, um, opportunities to connect with female mm-hmm. entrepreneurs and, 
um, I don't really consider, you know, them mentors or equals and just we're sharing and kind of, um, the people I've met along the way, just growing together. So. And do you find that there's been, you mentioned some of the groups where, you know, Mm -hmm. you're still seeing, you're, you're still one of the few or the only women CEO in that group. Do you find that there's enough support? And I say that kind of in the broader definition, you know, when it comes to financial institutions or partnerships or even government resources, are you seeing that there is support available to you as a woman entrepreneur? There, I am seeing in Canada for sure, like in my experience anyways, and that's you, I will say you have to be open to it and you have to Mm -hmm. be look willing to look for it and, and commit to kind of, yeah, just having an open mind going into it. Um, I just finished a really great, um, kind of forum circle with, with the forum in Vancouver. And it was, it was actually, yeah, it was uh, sponsored by TD and there was a lot of great lessons and learnings in there and just, yeah, just learned so much about a, like other female entrepreneurs kind of experiences and just, wow, like I'm not the only one who doesn't know what they're doing (laughs) at times. Um, but I would say, yeah, it was really interesting to kind of hear and share different experiences of supports. And I think that, um, I think there's some definitely some good initiatives that are that are coming out of yeah, especially in the commercial banking world. Um, I think yeah, the, these organizations are more um, I guess like nonprofit communities that are that are arising. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's yeah, I think just being able to expose yourself to as many opportunities in that regard is is really important. Right. And what's your suggestion? So I think for a lot of women entrepreneurs who start their business and then sometimes it can even be, you know, later in, in yeah. their career, um, we hesitate, like that comes up again and again, right? We think we can do it all on, on our own. And we think it's like a sign of weakness if we're going to ask for support or help, but what's mm-hmm. worked well for you and what's your advice for women who are looking to establish, uh, you know, a network or just find mentors and peers? <sighs> yeah, I think, I, yeah, it, that's a great question. I think that, I think just knowing that there's no one, one way of doing things. I think often as women, we get stuck in this like pressure, maybe it's societal or or wherever that comes from of like having to choose one thing or just like go one, one direction or one route, um, you know, working mom, career mom, like, no, you can, you can be both and you can have both, but just know that like, you, you, when you choose both, you can't do that alone. Um, and just having humility in that. And I mean, I think in terms of advice, yeah, like there's, there's going to be days that you hate your business. Like I, and I think they, like, it's just, I'm just going to say it. That might be a hard truth, <laughs> like but it's, a, it's an important one. Yeah. Maybe unpopular thing to say on a, on a podcast, but, but I think there's going to be days, there are days that you, you will hate your business. You're like, why am I doing this? And I will say that obviously the, the good, the good days outweigh the bad. And that's, that's kind of the point, but it's, it's really about just accepting kind of that journey. Um, and I think like just looking at opportunity and choice, I think as a, as an entrepreneur in life and business, um, kind of where the name like white canvas comes from is like, I loved this idea of just an open white canvas and just like full of possibilities. Um, you know, how we approach a project for a client, um, or, you know, in my own life in that regard. And just that, you know, that your canvas is yours and you can paint it however you want. And, you know, that art is subjective. And I think at the, the end of it or 
partway through it, like it's, it's just this beautiful tapestry of, of you and just like the choices you've made. And there's no one, one right way of painting it. Right. Right. I, and I love the explanation. I was going to ask about the inspiration yeah. for your name. So that, yeah. that was perfect. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of women start, you know, businesses, especially when it's, uh, when you provide a service that's, you know, that yeah. has to do with consulting and you're not selling a product, you're providing services to clients. Um, and often it's just them, right. When they start. Mm. So how, how have you kind of managed and worked through, you know, scaling and that growth and, you know, the decision to grow your team and hire employees, was there kind of a, you know, a very carefully planned, you know, map that or planned mm. that was, that was built in advance or what would be your advice for a woman who is through that process of scaling their services company? Yeah, it may sound like a generic answer, but honestly, just really trusting intuition. And I think mm -hmm. Recognizing moments of momentum, right? Um, I mean, during, during the pandemic, you know, digital marketing needs exploded, like in terms of what was required and, you know, pre pandemic. So even just in, in 2019, 2020, we were a team of four. Um, and fast forward three to four years later, like I said, we're a team of, of 14. So I think it's also. It's, you know, leveraging opportunity and kind of recognizing that moment in terms of scaling the team. Like I will say, I've just been, I've been rolling with the punches on that right. and really just <laughs> trying to do my absolute best. Um, maybe I'm not giving myself enough credit. I, I think a lot of my team building skills come from, I played quite competitive sport, like when I was younger. So um, mm -hmm. so softball mm -hmm. was a big a big part of my life or identity for, for okay. many, many years. And so I think that, yeah, just again, just being surrounded by, by in a team environment and all working towards a common goal and putting that goal kind of ahead of even yourself at times is just something I've been able to learn. And, um, yeah, just kind of, again, going back to that resilience factor, like, I remember I get really fired up when people tell me like, you can't do that. Or like, you just, mm -hmm. you can't. And I'll be like, I'll show you, like, give me, just give me a minute. Um, and I go back to, you know, one story that comes to mind. Um, I was trying out for the junior women's national team. So I was in, you know, grade 12, I was 17 years old. And I had had a coach previously that, you know, I was cut from, from their team and I was on a different team now. because he had said like, she's too small. She's not going to go anywhere. Like she's, she's not good enough. Right. And I was like, Ugh, like, again, what, like, here we Let go. Me prove you wrong. Let me right. show you. And I, I just really was probably the first time I found that fire for kind of being like, I think also as a, maybe that was where for, you know, empowerment of women and being like, girls can do like women can do mm -hmm. this. Like, no, mm -hmm. let me show you. And so that kind of brought me to that that tryout. And just to kind of paint a picture, it's, you know, 150 players or athletes and it's a, you know, an evaluation camp. So you're all wearing the same t-shirt you wearing, you're wearing the same hats. You look the same, like you just got a number on, you know, the back of your, your penny. And, uh, and really like, how do you stand out? Right. And I was like, okay, this is my moment. And like all those coaches, including the one who told me, I, you know, I couldn't do it was there. And I'm like, I'm doing this, like I'm ready. And so I go into the first kind of scrimmage and I swing at that first pitch, you know, with all my, all I have. And uh, I start soaring over the right fielder's head. And I'm like, yes, like got it. Like, let's go. 
I was the first batter, the first leadoff batter of the game. And so I, I was like, okay, I round first base and I'm like, oh, this is going to be a triple. Like, so Carly got to like cut seconds and start looking to, to third. And mm-hmm. I go to cut second base and the, the base wasn't tied down. Like the base was loose, okay. like, and no right. one had checked it. Needless to say, like I went flying as I tried to mm-hmm. kind of like push off from it. And I was just like in a puddle on the ground and I was like, oh my God. And my knee was just throbbing. And I thought, oh, oh my God, oh my God, like what, how is this happening to me? Like I've worked so hard for this long story short, like it was a basically torn, torn ligaments in my knee. Oh. You know, I looked up at my dad who was like, you want to get back out there? And I was like, yeah, give me a knee brace. Like, I don't care. Like, let's go. Let's, I'm crazy. My mom was not happy with him, but, um, (laughs) but like, I was like, let's get back out there. And you know, what was interesting is that I was now, I was now wearing this knee brace and, you know, the evaluators and the the team Canada coaches were like, they knew my story. Mm -hmm. And even though it was kind of this moment of, I guess, failure, like if you will, or unfortunate circumstances, I really took, took it. I was like, you know what? And I was my, my position was a back catcher. I could no longer squat. My knee was wrecked. So I was like, okay, I'll play my second position, which was third base. And I could do a little squat, you know, to get the ball. And, you know, I made it to the next round and the coaches said, you know, you stood out to us and it wasn't about performance in that first, Mm. in that first, it was resilience. And it's what you do after you literally like fall on your face. And, you know, from there, you know, throughout the evaluation, um, you know, I, I ended up making, I made the team. I made Team Canada. Oh, amazing. Um, yeah. Not only made the team, but was the team captain of, of Team Canada. So I always, thank you. Yeah, I, I always go back to that story, even in business, because I just think like there's many times I'm going to fall or have fallen on my face. And I just, you know, I really go back to that kind of mentality of it's not what you do, like not what happens to you, but what you do after and just get back up and kind of keep going. Yeah. Wonderful story. I love that. This season of The Brand is Female is made possible with the support of TD Women and Enterprise, and they're about confidently building you. As a woman entrepreneur myself, I know I need all the support I can get. It takes sound advice, puts guidance to the right connections, tools, and resources. What's great about TD Services for Women in Business is their collaborative approach. TD can facilitate and connect you to workshops, coaching, and mentorship, and they engage other like-minded business leaders in an authentic way, so we can all share experiences and learn from each other. TD Women in Enterprise has banking specialists who are able to be proactive in the advice and guidance they give to women in business. You're part of a team now. The team's, you know, is growing. Um, what kind of leadership culture or leadership model do you try to bring to your team and and to your company? And you know, on a daily basis, what are things that you're doing to kind of you know, foster that culture and really build, um, you know, the, 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 well, the, the culture that the company lives by, uh, essentially. No, I love that question. Um, leadership for me is really, I think like leadership by example, um, is a big one for me and Mm -hmm. it doesn't just come, it's not leading by example from the top, but really leading by example from more of like the core, the center, the heart, you know, of the company as like a founder, a CEO, a leader, like you are kind of that, that source, right. And kind of the source out into all of those inter inner workings of different relationships within kind of your, your team and your business model. And, 
you know, I just, I think that with, you know, even just drawing upon recent, recent kind of series of events in my life, um, you know, my grandmother has been kind of having some health issues and, um, you know, I'm her, I'm her decision maker. I'm her, I'm her problem solver. I'm her person. And, uh, you know, as in my family, I would say I've taken on that role, um, you know, even throughout childhood as, as a leader is just, I don't know why, but I was just always, I'm always the person. I'm always the, the, the one who's kind of left, um, dealing with that. And I, you know, I was having a hard time a few weeks ago and my, my partner, um, Joel, he was letting me just sulk over a glass of red wine. <laughs> and, um, I was just saying, you know, like, it's just so heavy sometimes. Like, why do I, why do I have to be the person? Why do I mm-hmm. have to be the leader? Like, and mm-hmm. he's like, it doesn't matter. Like you are. And I was like, yeah, but I don't want to be. And he's just kept repeating. He said, it doesn't matter. You are. And I was like, yeah, but I really just, I want to just not do this anymore. And he's right. like, doesn't matter. He's like, this is what you are. Like, this is what <laughs> you, this you're in it. You, you wouldn't be given this to, if you couldn't take it on and you couldn't handle it. And I think leadership sometimes is, yes, it's easy to go inwards. It's easy to be like, ah, oh, like this is so hard. And how can I do this? And I don't know what I'm doing, but I think it's, it's really about like being selfless and just being able to, um, again, like any relationship or any, any interaction you have with, with others is just putting that person before yourself, putting that team before yourself. And, um, sure, like you need to take care of yourself in the background, mm-hmm. but, yeah. but yeah. really, really kind of leaning into that, um, way of mm-hmm. thinking as a leader. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, what's, you know, in, in your experience and kind of going back to the theme of resilience, what's one of the tougher things, you know, you've had to face as a leader and how did you kind of surmount that obstacle? Yeah. I mean, lots of micro failures, um, for mm. sure that like come to mind, but probably the biggest one, um, yeah, it gets a little bit personal, but like it, I'm going to say it. Um, I think, I think navigating divorce, um, while owning Mm -hmm. a business was probably the most challenging thing I've ever, Mm -hmm. ever, ever done. Um, I feel sometimes as a female entrepreneur, I'm on this like island and then it's like, and then go find, you know, like a female entrepreneur who's divorced or co-parenting and navigating that. And that's an even smaller piece of the island. And so it was just like, very isolating. Um, mm-hmm. you know, it was, it happened during 2020. Like we all know what happened during 2020. Yeah. Um, yeah. it was during a time of, you know, like my, I unfortunately lost my dad to cancer, like in May, oh, May of 2020. And so mm-hmm. it was just like 2020 just beat me up a lot. And, you know, as a business owner, that was kind of the latter part of 2020. It was like, Oh, okay. Like I'm, I, I'm, I'm divorcing. And, and what does that mean for my business? I had been with mm-hmm. my, my partner since the inception of my business. And that was mm-hmm. just really terrifying, honestly, to navigate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it was, you were grieving a lot of things at the same time, uh, not to mention the grief that the pandemic brought on. Yeah. I, like what pandemic is like what I would kind of right. joke <laughs> and say, like, cause I was just like, I didn't even, it was so, you know, pandemic hit and, you know, obviously March and, you know, my dad was in the hospital by April. So it was like, mm-hmm. I really was not, had no awareness. I was just, I was, you know, at the hospital for, for months kind of, um, with him through that. And, and then on, you know, I also, I have a daughter, like I was, I had a one-year-old at the time and oh, running wow. and running a business and, uh, 
all the things. So yeah, so it was, it was a lot. It was a lot. Well, actually a segue from that. And thank you for sharing uh, Mm -hmm. that story. I think, you know, as uh, I think a lot of women entrepreneurs go through similar things and often it's, it's an interesting situation because we want to be focused on our business, but we have personal lives and there's things, you know, very important, big things that can happen to us personally. And it affects the way we manage our business or the way we show up as a leader. Um, and we need, we need support through that as well. Tell me about, you know, what helped you through kind of that, uh, you know, that tough time and, and how you, uh, how you were able to work through. And maybe there are some lessons, you know, that you learned along the way that apply now when you, when you deal with something more difficult. Yeah. I think going back to, again, just, that was probably the first time I really, accepted that I, I needed help, like in many, Mm -hmm. many ways. Um, and just not being afraid to, to show that vulnerable side that, Mm -hmm. you know, I think the athlete in me was always like, you know, don't show emotion, like hide your emotions. You're tough, you're resilient. Mm -hmm. But it was a moment where I really had to kind of just be raw and, and just be honest with, with, you know, my friends and family. And my mom was a huge, huge help. My family, my siblings were a massive, you know, support to me during that time. Um, you know, we were grieving, of course, like our dad, but they were helping me navigate, um, you know, the divorce. And, and I would say also my, my team members, um, at white canvas that, that were there at the Mm -hmm. time, like they, they allowed me to just, they're like, we got this, we know you're going through it. And it was the first time I was really not, I didn't look at an email for like a month and I thought, Mm. which was like foreign to me. (laughs) And I was like, but I just left that trust kind of in their hands and they, they handled it. And it was, yeah, it was a really great learning lesson. And my friends to, you know, beautiful friends bringing me like meals and, you know, breaking the COVID rules and like coming over Mm -hmm. and being in my, being in my bubble. (laughs) And they just, you're like, no, no, it doesn't matter. Like we're going to walk through fire for you, Carly. Like we're we're here, like pandemic or not. Like, you know, I had one friend who was newly pregnant and like, she, she was there, she showed up for me and she was, you know, like obviously taking her precautions at the time. And, but like she showed up and it just really highlighted for me, like how, how much that matters, I think, like in, in life or just in, in anything. And just, Mm -hmm. that's really what got me through was just their support. And of course, a ton of like inner work that I did myself Mm -hmm. and, you know, therapy and kind of working through things, but, but definitely leaning on, on them, uh, those people Mm -hmm. in my life. Mm-hmm. And has this changed? And you know, maybe maybe you already had practices in place, but what are ways that you found? You know, I think when we go through something like that in life, it's a good reminder that we need that balance between you know work life balance. I don't think exists. I think it's a myth that's really you know been pushed on women. But um, kind of staying grounded, staying balanced, performing at work, and having kind of your you know your leader hat on, but which we, we know we can't really take off, you know, it's a 24 seven thing when we own our business, but, you know, finding the ways to keep yourself healthy and, uh, more mentally grounded through times like that. So what are practices that, uh, make a difference for you? Yeah. I mean, a big one, I think any parent with kids, young kids can relate to is, um, definitely getting up trying to wake up earlier before your kids. So you kind of are not waking up into like, I'm hungry. I need a snack. I'll put on the TV or whatever. Um, So definitely waking up 
earlier than my daughter. Um, it's not always a perfect science. Sometimes she tricks me and I'm like, what are you doing up? This is my like 20 <laughs> minutes in the morning. Um, I wake up at like five to do this, right. To make oh, sure wow. I, I protect, okay. Okay. I protect this time. And, and I, I hate that I have to wake up that early, but I, I really, um, I know for myself that I need that quiet cup of coffee. I need mm-hmm. that, like no noise. Like I'm very like noise sensitive I've, I've learned. And so just not having any distractions and just sitting mm-hmm. in the quiet and looking into, you know, I back onto like a kind of green belt area. So just looking into nature, taking some deep breaths, enjoying coffee and starting the day. Like that's, that's huge for me. I would say like as a ritual and like one that I've been pretty good at, I would say like a non-negotiable for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think other practices, yeah, it's, it's not perfect, but having boundaries surrounding, especially as an owner, right? Um, it's so mm-hmm. easy to just always be on or just yeah. like, oh, I'm bored. So I'm scrolling. But as, as a business owner, you're not just scrolling. I'm actually like just going to check emails real quick. And it's like, no, like you, you can create those boundaries and things that you think are urgent. You know, other people's urgencies are not your emergencies are kind of what I mm-hmm. always tell our, our team when they get in that flux, um, you know, that state of stress. And I was like, you know, it's not our job to kind of be like, save the day. Like it's our job to partner and collaborate and work together. And, but within the boundaries and constructs of like protecting our own well-being balance, mm-hmm. balance to a degree, if you will. <laughs> mm, good advice. And it sounds like movement is also something important to you as a former athlete. Totally. Yeah. A little bit, looks a little bit different now. I'm a bit rusty. <laughs> I, I coach my daughter's softball team. Um, oh, she's, great. she's five now, so it's hilarious. I, I, we just finished our first, <laughs> our first season. So, um, so no, I definitely, that's been huge for me, a huge outlet. Um, definitely trying to do, I think, get that athlete mentality out of me a little bit. Cause I used to think like movement is just I go hard and I run fast and I like, I have to be sweating and a disaster by the end of it to feel like I accomplished something. And I'm trying Mm -hmm. to really retrain my body to be like, no, like if all you can do today is a walk, like a walk is, is great. If all you can do today is some like stretching. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Like just trying to pull back. I don't get me wrong. I still love a good adrenaline inducing like run or Peloton ride or something like that, but just being a bit more gentle with kind of what that looks like. um, something I'm working on. Love that. Mm-hmm. And how do you define success? How do you measure success in your life for your business? What are metrics that you know you rely on when you're thinking about that? Yeah, I love that. Um, I'm like not a quantitative thinker as a creative, mm-hmm. <laughs> more yeah, like yeah. you know numbers like, like are not my thing. Um, but I will say like one thing that I've had to keep in check throughout our growth is that. I think the growth of people and team can be a real vanity metric. Like, you know, Mm. in terms of, wow, you have 14 people now, like you're doing so well and like you're growing and it's like, it's like, yeah, we, we are. And you're right. And service-based like that is like the general, like, you know, telling sign that someone Mm. is, is growing. But I think in terms, terms of what is success for me, it's like, yeah, there's, there's the work and the success of a brand launch, the success of, you know, uh, a beautifully designed, um, experience for a website or a social media campaign. Yes. There's like success and metrics and data in that. But for me, it's like more success in the relationships we build, like internally and externally. So externally with our clients and you know, at White Canvas, like we have still some clients that have been with me since like day one. And that 
to me just speaks volumes and what I consider to be success, because that means that we've created more than just like, it's not just about work. It's about like trying to, again, like work together to help them achieve their goals and growing with their businesses alongside at the same time. Um, and so, yeah. And then I think internally, like at, with our team, like just seeing the longevity of, of the staff that we've had and being able to, I'm very passionate about supporting, uh, young women in the workplace, Mm. young, you know, mothers in the workplace. I think that, yeah, it's just like something that is really needed. And just, I think that that is, that to me is the bigger, what canvas is the vehicle to which like I get to, you know, practice that passion or think bigger picture, um, Mm -hmm. and kind of the work that we're doing. Fantastic. And in closing, what you, what would be, you, you've shared, you know, a lot of wonderful insights. If you had to pick your top three pieces of advice for fellow women entrepreneurs, what would they be? Uh, well, ask for help. That's been a common like theme, obviously, in, in our conversation here. Um, yeah, I think I think just knowing that it's not if you're fixated on the destination and this like idea of arrival, don't get into being an entrepreneur. Like just when you think you've arrived somewhere, like it'll take you in a different path. And so just being prepared again, like I kind of said, like, hate you're going to hate your business sometimes, or you're going to really love your business in other ways. And so just being prepared that it really is like the journey and those, those kind of every single day, like I get to do this, I get to kind of try something different or work on this, you know, project or, you know, uh, just kind of grow this brand or whatever it is, but just know that, It, it, you're gonna have to, it's a roller coaster. It's not just like a straight shoot, you know, to the top. Like it's, it's gonna go in waves. It's gonna go in mm-hmm. seasons. Um, and then, yeah, I think just thirdly, um, I think the biggest thing I wish I would have known, I guess, earlier on or something that I'm really trying to, I guess, change the narrative of is, yeah, just that you don't have to give up career, um, to be a good mom or vice Mm -hmm. versa. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I think that's a huge one for women. I think it's one of the most challenging things that women face, many women face, especially who ones who would like to kind of, you know, go down the path of having, having children or having a family. And I think just knowing that you have choice and that you, it's not just binary choice either. It's not just one or the other. Like there's, Mm -hmm. you know, Judy Brooks, who's like one of my favorite, I guess, um, like mentors, speakers, um, to kind of listen to, she will always say like, you know, choices more than, more than two. So Mm -hmm. like, don't, if you're stuck in a decision and you think you only have two choices, like, no, like there's, Mm -hmm. where's the third option. Um, and so that's been just kind of a grounding thing to keep in mind for me. And just knowing again, going back to that idea of, you know, life as, as a canvas and it's yours, it's yours to paint and you don't have to paint it by numbers. You don't have to paint it by anyone else's standards. Um, it's yours and it's true and it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. The perfect ending to this conversation. Thank you so much, Carly. It was great hearing your journey and all the, the wisdom that you shared with us and wishing you the best for what's coming for, for white canvas. And we'll, we'll stay in touch and, and keep, uh, keep tabs on, on your, progress and success. Yeah. Yeah, Thank Thank you you so much much for having me. Thank you to TD Women and Enterprise for their support of The Brand is Female. You've got it in you to succeed. Let TD help guide you. 
visit thebrandiesfemale.com slash podcast and click on the TD logo. Thank you for listening today. If you did enjoy the show, don't forget to leave a review and subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. Thank you so much for listening to a podcast by The Brand is Female. I'm Ava Hartling, and this episode was produced by our team. Sound engineering by Isabel Morris. Research and production support, Claire Miglionico. Yeah.